Hello and welcome to the Property Investing Australia podcast, where we'll be covering the right way to invest in property without taking the unnecessary risks, how to manage your money, and how to build the right mindset so that you can achieve your financial and wealth building goals. I'm your host, Nero Dambi Pillay. Hi, it's Nero here from Investment Rise, and today I want to talk about two new factors that are set to drive property prices even higher across the country. Now, it's no secret that we are in the midst of a property boom, and the only question then is, how much more can prices rise? In my last episode, I spoke about what many of the major lenders think, with almost all major lenders expecting double-digit growth uh, this year, and some of them even expecting double-digit growth next year, uh, and price growth to continue for some time yet. Now, of course, you could be a little skeptical, I wouldn't blame you, because after all, some of these lenders also came out and predicted a few months earlier that prices were going to drop through the floor, and of course, that was horribly, horribly wrong. All right. So instead of them focusing on, on the banks, let's check this uh, out from the RBA, or rather, some smarter individuals than me, way smarter than me, took the RBA pricing model, uh, what, in other words, what the RBA uses to predict property prices, and remember the RBA is very, very conservative, and what they found was that according to the RBA model, house prices could rise by 25% by the end of 2023. Now that's a significant, significant increase. Right? And the typical argument for why our price is set to rise is because, oh, look, interest rates are, are low. That means that you know, property is more affordable, loans are more affordable, it increases buying power. That's the age-old argument. But the question is this. If interest rates are low and you know, pr- prices are more affordable, that makes sense. But the question is, who's buying? I mean, where is all this demand coming from? Because interest rates, interest rates can be low, but if there isn't excess demand over supply, then prices just won't rise. And we know at the moment that demand is through the roof and there are some massive supply shortages, but we've got no migration coming into the country, right? And sure, we know that some people are moving, say, out of the bigger cities, Sydney and and, and, uh, Melbourne to either regional areas and of course up to, to Brisbane. But the question is though, is that enough demand to keep prices rising? All right, and that's what I really want to uh, address uh, right now. So if we look at the following chart from ANZ back in 2016, it paints quite a startling picture. Because as you can see from this graph from ANZ's research back in 2016, so five years ago, there was a shortage of 250,000 dwellings across the country at that time. That's five years ago. All right. But then what happened shortly afterwards? Well, you might remember then 2017 happened and that's when we had the uh, biggest drop in property prices, especially across Sydney and, um, and uh, Melbourne and many of the other uh, capital cities didn't do so well either. But why did that happen? Well, check out this graph from uh, Westpac. So this is the Westpac MI leading uh, index and each big bank has their, has their own, so pick any, any bank that you want to. But what this graph shows is that from about the middle of 2017, demand for loans started to decrease. Now, we know why that is, because APRA, who is in charge of essentially all all the banks, 
pretty much told the banks that they need to curb a lending, make it harder for people to, to borrow, because at that time, back in 2017, property prices were at that time rising quite rapidly. Okay, But then we got to 2019 and Apple realized, oops, we've overstepped the mark, we've gone too hard, we need to back, backtrack, we need to let you know, banks re-lend uh, so that you know, we can stimulate uh, the, the housing mar market. But then, 2020, COVID hit. Right? And everyone sort of uh, panicked, a lot of people uh, panicked, and the real estate transaction, sales transactions plummeted, which meant obviously you know, there was no, hardly anyone borrowing. And as this uh, graph shows you, you can see that you know, uh, demand for loans was at record lows, uh, almost as low as it was back in the GFC. But then what's happened? Well, since COVID, uh, interest rates, as we know, have been dropped uh, to record lows. Uh, lending banks, lending criteria has, has eased. Uh, so it's easier now to get a loan than it almost has been in at least the last five years. Uh, the government has been throwing all kinds of stimulus and money at, at people to, to buy property. And so what we've got is we have this have had this excess demand building up from 2016, because as, as you saw earlier on, ANZ said there was a shortage of 250,000 houses. So had all these people wanting to buy property, but they just couldn't because the lending criteria then got very, very strict. So this demand has been building and building and, and building. And then once uh, the floodgates opened in terms of you know lending being allowed and people were allowed to borrow uh, again, well, you've seen what happened. All that demand has come in and the shortage that hasn't been highlight, even though it's been there for many years, has become very, very obvious. And now the banks are saying that if we don't build houses, build more properties, build more houses, then prices are going to rise even further. But the biggest stumbling block to that are local councils, right? Councils trying to you know, approve new developments and whatnot. That is a very slow and red tape filled process. So until local councils can kind of, you know, ease up uh, their restrictions and make it easier for more supply to be released, we're gonna keep having these, these issues because it's very clear that the demand is really for houses as opposed to the uh, apartment market, which is still you know, suffering in many uh, cities, especially you know, in, in Melbourne and, um, and, and Brisbane, okay? so. If we understand that there's this, all this demand coming up, and even though a lot of the incentives have gone away, right, the demand is still there. I'm still hearing from people almost every day saying, you know, I need to save up an extra 10 grand or 20 grand so I can get into to property, whether it's their first home or whether it's their next in investment to, uh, a property, right? Because prices are rising and you don't wanna miss out on that. But here's what makes this property boom even more exciting for you, especially if you're an investor. And it's a second factor really set to drive prices up. As I said, we know there's demand, we know there's low interest rates, but what we're seeing right now is that rents are rising. In fact, according to CoreLogic, in the last quarter, rents rose on average across the country by 3.2%. And if you go back and look at the last 12 months, rents rose on average by 3.9%. And I expect those rents are gonna keep rising for some time yet. Now, of course, if you're looking at Sydney or Melbourne, the rents haven't risen anywhere near that much. In fact, in Melbourne, they've, they've dropped on average. Sydney, some parts have risen, some have still fallen. So what does that tell you? 
Well, that tells you that there are certainly places outside of Sydney or Melbourne where rents have risen by even more than 3.9%, right? Because 3.9% is the average annual rental increase across the, the country. But when you consider the fact that rents are now increasing, making investing in property more affordable today than it's ever been. And that might sound ridiculous when you look at the fact that prices are, have actually never been higher. But when you consider that rate interest rates have never been lower, rents are on, on, are on the increase. I would say that buying an investment property has actually never been more uh, affordable for, for people. And so what's that gonna do? Well, that's gonna also increase prices because as rental yields increase and people can see, investors can see, they can get better returns on, on property, especially in the right areas, they're gonna jump in as well, increasing the investor demand, which has been very low to date, but it's showing already signs of increasing. I think with the increase in rents and the fact that there's still all this pent up demand, property prices still have a lot more to, to rise. And for you as an investor, it has never ever been a better opportunity to get a property in a growing market where the rents are rising and potentially even covering the mortgage and giving you some positive cash flow in addition to the capital growth. Hey, it's Nero here again and thanks so much for listening. If you found this episode valuable and you think you might like my help to find an investment property, then head on over to nerocall.com. That's Nero, N-I-R-O, call, C-A-L-L, Com. Head over to nerocall.com to discover our unique five-step process that's now helped our private client group purchase well over $66.8 million worth of property. And then if you like what you see, you can book in for a property consult with me personally. Either way, thanks again for listening.